0: It is 11.06 and right back at her, Dr. Pain Show, Dr. Lou is here, info at paincarecanada.com. Reach out, contact. What's going on, pal? Not too much, you? Good. You going to get that EMG soon? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did I'm they call for you for, the, no, yeah. for my nerve uh, conduction test? Nerve no. conduction, yeah. No, last yeah. night Last night wasn't too bad, the night before that was... And just I was uh, Dr. Bragavi, we've had on the show yeah. before, a uh, shoulder surgeon... Where he says, left arm, yeah, eh, left hands a little bit. That night, oh my
1: god, my left hand. Mm, I was going to go to the office. I was
0: going to go to the kitchen, cut it off.
1: <laughs> this is got. That stop. is not the advice we're sharing. Yeah, this is got us. One stop. of uh, one of the guys that I work with, uh, he he had chronic plantar fasciitis mm. um, issues. Actually, it was on the show, Doctor Greif. Remember when right. he was talking yes. about that? His plantar fascia completely tore oh. and his pain was totally gone after that. So I'm like, we got to be careful because people are going to be trying to right. completely tear their plantar fascias. But yeah, you know, a lot of the times when it's completely torn, it won't hurt versus partial tears um, when there's still some attachment. But nonetheless, that is not the advice I'm giving for no. plantar fascia problems is not to go completely tear it. In fact, take care of it before it gets to that point. Yeah, a hundred percent. That That's the whole point of the show is getting to these things early. Um, I, I had a patient this week um, who listens to the show pretty regularly and decided to finally come in uh, for an issue that they've been having. And chronic issue, uh, chronic low back pain, um, you know, years and years of trying a lot of different things, very passive approach, which we've talked about, just things that someone else is doing to them right. um, and not getting any better, not seeing any improvements, obviously, and has gotten to the point where they're. You know, it's ruined their life. They they want surgery, but it's not a surgical problem. But they think that surgery is the yeah. solution. And I, I guess a lot of times people feel like because surgery is the most sophisticated medical process that we have, that that's the one that you know, at the end of the day we'll we'll solve the problem. Yeah,
0: it's most intrusive. They figure, God, they're
1: cutting me open. Yeah. It's got to fix it's it. It's gotta be the one, but it's yeah. not. And so, you know, this person isn't even close to a surgical candidate mm-hmm. because it's non-specific mechanical pain. It's just joints, tissues that are deconditioned. Um, and you know, I, I sat there and I spoke to them and they had listened to the show a long time. Um, and I spoke about the rehabilitation process. Um and they they essentially sat on the other side of my 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 table and just said, well, is there anything else that I can do? And it's like, no, if you mm. want to continue living like that, you can do a lot of other things. Right. But if you actually want an approach that works to getting better, if you have a chronic issue and you want an approach that works, you have to follow this, this methodology. This is the way it works. It, there's nothing else. It, it, you rehabilitate the body. Um, and it was just interesting because I see, I see, well, I see both acute and chronic issues, obviously, but every time I see a chronic case and going back to what you had just said, I always sit there and think like, geez, if you had just intervened early, you know, like if you had just gotten the right stuff early on, that doesn't necessarily mean you'll never have low back pain again, if the issue is low back pain, it just means it might be more manageable, never as intense. Maybe it never gets to that point where it starts to essentially ruin your life, um, And I always sit there thinking like, you know, really the biggest thing I want to get across with this show every time I see a patient like that is that if you're listening and it's early, that is the best time you intervene. And that's contrary to what most people do. Most people actually leave it when it's early. A lot of people like this person had been listening for a long time to the show and then finally decided to come in. It was already a chronic issue even when the show started. But just to show you that train of thought where it's like. You know, tons of people are listening and they're not taking action. They're not, they're not uh, uh, getting the right advice and doing the right things. And the, and the right advice it can sometimes make a drastic difference. I had another patient this week. Um, uh, it was a husband and wife, an older couple. Um, she has spinal stenosis going on. All she knows is that she's been told she has spinal stenosis. And never any recommendations, never any, you know, well, what, what is spinal stenosis? What happens with it? No course of treatment. Nothing. And it just, and I sat there and one of the biggest things with that at the end, her and her husband just said like, wow, the amount of information you just gave us, like that already makes them feel better. So, um, you know, that's what this show is all about, imparting knowledge and getting people to do the right things for their health. But I believe Jody's telling us to take a break. Yep. He's always telling us to take a break. No. Ball (laughs) break. 416-870-6400,
0: 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. You have uh, something going on. Let us know about it. Call, get some uh, some satisfaction anyway to start off. Dr. Payne Show is on the air and ready to go. Global News Radio 640 Toronto. 11-13 Saturday morning. Yeah, seriously, call in. This I know it, it, it sounds... Not true, but this is where the the answers really can start. At least get some advice on the short term here in the call and move on from there. Info at paincarecanada.com. dot uh, com. By the way, or eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on sale. Perfect example, Trisha. Good call. Thank you for calling. How are you?
2: I'm fine, thank you. But first of all, I want to thank Dr. Lou. About a year and a bit ago, I called in about my right knee, and he referred me to one of his surgeons. Mm-hmm. I was in and done in under a month. Amazing! It, awesome. Seriously,
1: fantastic. great news! Wow! Yeah. How's
2: the, I was the at knee? Humber Hospital, who was also fantastic. Right. Yeah. So thank you, but now How's I have the a knee problem. <laughs> the knee is great. I worked. Good. I did everything he said I had to do with the exercise. Awesome. So, Fair so, so before you go on to, you, <laughs> so
1: before you go on to your question that's a very important thing and and the knee clinic initiative that we have mm. is designed for for this type of issue people that need and in fact we're going even further than just knees the people that we're seeing if they need surgery right away we're getting them in right away like people that that's are listening what for me. yeah you're doing an injustice if you don't call just call totally it's there's no commitment no no fee for you talking to me if if it's something that can get you better quicker and and that increases your prognosis long term, such as Trisha here. That's what we're what you're trying so using to do. the one uh, eight five five number. Yeah, of course. Okay. okay. Yeah. One eight <laughs> well, five 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 five. Doctor, I called
2: Lew. you on the Saturday, and you called me back by the Tuesday morning.
0: Nice. Yes. Yeah. So, so what, was fantastic. Thank so what's you. up nope. with the what's up with the back now?
2: Uh, well, I have a problem. I'm almost seventy years old, and I have a problem with my lower right back, which they think might be my hip. So I was sent to a pain clinic and the pain clinic was great. They got in and they did radio frequency shots okay. and they were supposed to work longer. They only worked for about five months for me, but it was great. I've had two series now, but then I think I've been over, I went to my doctor on Thursday and I'm overcompensating for my hmm. left hip, where the, but it's buttocks pain going into my lower back. So it's not my hip. It's my back. The pain is excruciating. I can't put my foot up to walk upstairs. I, can't, um, I, I can barely get dressed. And I'm really a young senior. Okay. I'm very, very active. And uh, that this is impeding me is unbelievable. So I called the pain clinic, and they said, oh, it's going to be May before you get in. And I called back my doctor, and she said, call Dr. Lou again. <laughs> so
0: I called Smart. Okay.
1: Yeah, so so what have you been diagnosed with besides just low back pain? Is someone giving you a specific... Diagnosis. Well, I've
2: always had. I've always had. I have an extra lumbar vertebrae, and I've always okay. had back problems. And okay. uh, from from injury, I was very athletic and a yeah. dancer, etc. When I was younger. Okay. And so I'm not really sure. I've got a clear definition of what is actually wrong with my back. Yeah. It's, but it's, it, I'm in a lot of pain and discomfort. I can barely sleep. It's and and also I'm I don't take pills. Right. So, it's, so, so I'm in a bind. Yeah. So this
1: is so this is a bit of an issue that I see all too often. It's like people don't get the actual answer to what the problem is, but they're doing or they're being recommended to do a whole bunch of treatments, and that's really the wrong way to do it. the The recommendation for treatment should be based on what the most likely diagnosis. Now, I'm not saying that we always know the the right diagnosis on day one. A lot of times, a diagnosis can develop, uh, but to just be doing things. Uh, like the radio frequency shots, if it's not for a specific reason or not, or something that you don't at the very least understand what the reason is, then I think it's sort of working backwards. Um, And I think step one is trying to figure out, well, what is the pain generating structure? What is causing that problem in your in your back? And And once we can figure out what is causing that problem, then it makes it a lot easier for us to determine what the right treatment is, because that's how treatment is determined. We do treatment based on a diagnosis, not not really the other way around. So, I would say that that's step 1. What what tests have you had done for your low back so far?
2: Well, I've had X-rays.
1: Okay. And what did those show? Uh,
2: they showed that uh there there was arthritis on the yeah. on the spine. They showed, you know, the um the build up with the calcium and stuff. Yeah. And uh some crowding and uh just, you know, my ligaments and my uh, muscles are not functioning properly because with the pain I'm not as active as I used to be so it's a vicious circle of of not having the core strength to be able to get rid of some of the problems.
1: So yeah and so that's a very important thing you just said not having the core strength. Why has no one worked on core strength with you in rehabilitation of the low back?
2: Well, I went to physiotherapy for my knee and yep. then um it's 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 a question of where to go and what is the correct one i haven't been diagnosed properly right. i think and so i'm sort of walking around in circles being left to do it on my own and that's okay. not working so
1: that that's all stuff that i can absolutely help you with but i think that's an important thing and i guess for you you mentioned you're a young senior so you're very active i think one of the things when i say the word rehabilitation and exercise a lot of people hear that and whether they're older or out of shape they think well no that's not me i can't do that stuff yeah. Exercise rehabilitation, this isn't running a marathon. This is not... Exercise rehabilitation yeah. can be done with... We do it with kids as young as two or three years old when we're helping them to change their pattern of gait all the way up to someone who's 80, 90 plus years old um, because the, the the very important thing about exercise rehabilitation and why we don't just hand out a sheet of paper with exercises is you have to tailor it to the individual and you work within the limitations of the individual. So it doesn't really matter how you know, fit you are, how old you are, what types of shape you're in, any of those things. Exercise rehabilitation is good for everybody. Um and it's important for everybody, especially with these types of issues. So Tricia, give me a call um and we can chat next week and get you in for an assessment and then uh go from there on getting you on the right path.
2: Okay. So what's the number I should call you at?
0: 1-855-55 doctor Lou. D-R-L-O-U. Trisha, by the way. She sounds like she's 25 years old. <laughs> she sounds really young. 1-855-55 Dr. Lou. Thank you for calling it Trisha. Your calls as well. That's how it works. Give us a call. 416 870 6400 star 640 on sell. Dr. Payne Show, till 12 o'clock. Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. 11.22 till 12 o'clock. Have uh, a chance to get some answers here, at least uh, off the hop and continue from there. It is 416-870-6400, star 640
1: on sale. Before we take uh, the next caller, one one thing that we were talking about off air with Trisha, and this isn't necessarily us criticizing Trisha because she may very well have her reasons, but it's interesting to think about that. She was so happy with the service provided for her knee. And smartly
0: Uh, contacted you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And contacted me, but then has waited this long to contact me again for her other problem and, and has gone to see other people, which is fine. I'm, I'm, it's just a a thing that I was thinking off air. It's like, you know, and, and Trisha probably has a reason. So this is not a criticism uh, against her, but it probably happens more often than, than I, that I know at the, at the very least, but you know maybe it's worth noting that if you've seen me once for something not just knees yeah not yeah. just knees any anything yeah. if you've seen me for something before um and you were happy which i so far knock on wood i i've had no no major complaints But if anyone has complaints i'd you know i'm even happy to talk to talk about those complaints on air because you know it's i can always be better sure um and so, but if you've seen me for something and you were happy and you have another problem, reach out again. Yeah, reach out again. Don't don't wait. There's no referral required, nothing like that. It's it's a phone call and we have a conversation. If I if I think you're doing the right thing, I'll make that that uh, I'll make I'll suggest that. If I think you need to do something else, I'll also suggest that.
0: You got time to, uh, this time as well for the next half hour, four one six eight seven oh sixty four hundred star six forty on sale. In that regard, Brian, thanks for hanging on, fella. How are you?
3: Hi. Uh, my name's Brian. Ridipur, and the reason why I'm calling I've got uh, arthritis in my left knee, okay? And I've had it since uh, January and
1: well, uh, you've had it longer than since January if it's arthritis. okay <laughs> yeah you you probably well, how old um, are you?
3: That's when I got di- diagnosed
1: right, um, okay, got you.
3: okay. I went for um, ultrasound and also x-ray. Yeah. And my doctor put me on anti-inflammatory and also uh, for physio as well. Yeah, okay. And uh, nothing seems to be helping. Um, I've been taking the medication for about six, seven weeks now. Yeah. And I'm going now instead of once a week, twice a week for physio.
1: How old are you, Brian?
3: I'm 74.
1: Okay. Okay. You know, I, I, I have to see the knee in order to comment on it. Uh, arthritic knees, um, if it's very bad, then typically the best option is a replacement of that knee. Uh, those things don't happen the next day. So in the meantime, you have to do other things to control it, such as as the things that you're doing, which is medication and uh, therapy and bracing potentially. Um, prior, I have one question for you. Prior to January, did your knee ever bother you at all?
3: uh a c- c- couple of years before okay it, it did bother me i uh, went for treatment and since i had the the latest x-ray uh, my doctor said it, it it's gotten a, a bit worse
1: okay and did you have any trauma leading up to january any falls anything like that that can account um, for the pain
3: thank the lord no no
1: okay but, good uh, so that's that's always something, you know, typically the the general arthritic pain that happens in joints doesn't just appear. It usually is a progressive thing where it goes from, you know, once in a while bothering the person to bothering them more and more and more to the point that it seems like it's bothering them all the time. The only thing that's suspicious about the history that you're giving it's sort of like everything was okay with the exception of one episode prior, and then on January, all of a sudden your knee starts to have pain. And a problem with that is when you take an x-ray and you see osteoarthritis, a big thing that we always talk about is we have to determine you can have osteoarthritis and not have any pain. V- conversely, you can have pain and and have a... And now mix, well, like, now almost mixing clean myself, imaging, my, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm mixing myself up. Um, so a, a, bi- a big thing is trying to determine if, if the arthritis is the pain-generating structure. Um, and if it's not, then there might be something else going on with the knee. But I would have to assess... Your knee, in order to to make that call appropriately.
3: Okay. And, okay. Um, I, I I mentioned your show to my doctor. Sure. And he says, hey, if, if uh, you want to go and get another evaluation, he says, just keep me informed.
1: That's a that's a good doctor. It's funny. I've had some people who have said, you know, I've I've said, can we get some reports from your family doctor that mm-hmm. they may have had, and they're like, no, no, no. I don't, I don't want my family doctor knowing I'm here, and it's like, why? But Brian, that's right off the bat. Like I always look for red flags when you're dealing with any healthcare practitioner, and one red flag for me is if that pro- professional doesn't want you seeing any other professionals. Um, that's never a good thing. So the fact that your doctor is open to you getting a second opinion and keeping them informed—that's a great doctor. That's what we need in the, in in uh, in Canada. More doctors like that.
3: Well, that's good. Okay, so uh, may I come and see you for an e- e- evaluation?
0: Yes. Yeah, of course, absolutely, Brian. I'll give you the number one eight five 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 five. Doctor Lou D R L O U or info at paincarecanada dot com. Why well, I, I don't get that mentality. We didn't agree to see other people. Why?
1: Well, I, <laughs> I think a lot of the times it's uh, well, what can it be? So, there could be a god complex, nice. right, where they yeah. they think that they know everything and that they're my patient. So the family doctor is the gatekeeper, right? So, so maybe there's something about like, no, I'm the family doctor. I make all of the decisions. Um, sometimes it's maybe they're afraid that they're wrong, right? And that they're going to be told something else. Um, but I don't know for me, it's just, it doesn't really matter what the reason is. It's probably not a good reason. And for me, that's a red flag for, and that goes for any healthcare professional. It doesn't matter. I'm not just saying family doctors. If a person wants a second opinion now, if someone's saying they want a 10th opinion, right, like they yeah. need to hear from 10 different people, then now we're we're bordering on a hypochondriac, right, where yeah. maybe that's more of a problem. But definitely a second opinion is never a, a, a fresh set of eyes, a fresh set of ears, a fresh brain to think of something that potentially is being missed. Absolutely. In fact, a lot of the times with the patients that I see, um, I'll often, like if I see something and I think there's some you know, a positive finding and I just want to make sure because I don't want to, you can trick yourself into things. I'll step out into the hallway and grab one of the other professionals, whether it's a physio, chiro, an orthopedic surgeon, whomever, and just say, Hey, can you come in? Can you come in one quick second? Do this test? Tell me what you think. And, and they always come in and it's a good thing because it it double checks me. And I think that's important.
0: We'll get to uh, Stephen here in a couple of minutes. Hang on, Steve. I see your call coming through, and we have time for you and space for you as well. 416-870-6400, star 640 on Get some answers and carry on from there. Dr. Payne Show, Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. 1131 on a beautiful, sunshiny Saturday morning. Finally going to start warming up tomorrow. I'm going to get some rain and stuff, but uh, looking forward to it for sure. The clocks go uh, forward. Oh, yeah. 2 a.m. So
1: they go forward.
0: That means spring forward, fall back. That means you lose an hour of sleep. Oh, but it's...
1: I'm already losing all kinds of sleep. Uh, I yeah. can't afford anymore. <laughs> Daddy
0: newborn over yeah. here. Yeah, That's five, right. You're a you're a, five, we- five weeks into yeah. this.
1: Yeah, it's uh,
0: wow. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? though nights are uh, nights are brighter. So looking yes. forward to that. Yeah. Hey, Steven. Thanks for hanging on there, big fellow. What's going on?
4: Oh well, I had uh, an accident, probably ninety five or ninety six, and I fell from a. Uh, I used to work for uh, Canada Wire, and I fell from a reel from about, I guess, a story and a half because I was trying to save somebody else's life and injured my knees. Okay. I did my right knee at first, and then a few years later, after they closed the doors, I went to a different company, and I was working in the printing industry, and I rolled 600 pounds up my left leg, which hyperextended my, my left knee. But eventually, eventually, I had knee surgery. Uh, well, I had one May, sorry, April 17th of last year. And April first of previous year, but I'm still having problems with my knees. Like
1: what? Even what, trying, sur- what was the surgery you had?
4: The knee replacements. Okay. And I'm still having issues with even kneeling down on, on, uh, on even on the bed or even a cushion because it's so still so sore, eh? Okay. And it's like been two years for the for the for the left, and a you year know, for the right in April coming up, right? Okay. I'm wondering what I should be doing to try. I'm off on disability right now, but I'm wondering what I should do to try and decrease the amount of.
1: Pain. Have you done therapy for your knees following those surgeries?
4: Uh, yeah, I was a Providence fellow in Toronto for the first knee, but he had me 12 weeks there. And then when I went to my right knee uh, to send me a different place, and they only did six weeks. Because okay. uh, that, that said, that's said, that all done. And my did
1: you continue doing exercises on your own following that time?
4: Well, I was trying to, but remember one year after another I was a lot of pain between, like both of them actually to me it's still never healed up and especially with the the weather we've been having and stuff, getting around and walking and stuff like that's been difficult. You know what
1: I yeah. mean? So So I mean it's it's hard for me to say, I'd have to assess you, but what I can generally tell you is this. And I always say this, surgery is great for function, it's not good for pain management. Okay? So A lot of times people with arthritic knees, they can't walk anymore, they can't bend, they can't do anything. And so getting the knee replacement at the very least allows that that opportunity to do those things or do it better than they used to. It's not always the solution for just the pain component. Um,
4: It's not like I have a choice now, it's already done, right?
1: No, 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 I'm I'm not telling you that you don't have a choice. But pain management is a very different thing, and it's a very complicated thing. It, it depends on so many things, um, the types of pain people feel like. Are you overweight at all?
4: Yes, I am. And well, it's because of the last two years of being not being able to do everything. Uh, one of my things I wanted when I first had my surgery at to at least allow me to go back and start playing golf again. And I have two years or Sorry, three years now I haven't been playing. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah but and so I understand that. And, and, you know, in all honesty, this is something I hear very, very often where people say, um you know I'm I'm overweight now because I had surgery so I can't move which is a component but surgery doesn't affect your diet and and oftentimes it goes hand in hand so I'm not sure I don't know with you if that's if that's the case but you don't just put on weight because you don't move. That you, you know, it depends. You're,
4: you're, you're absolutely right. It has something to do with my diet too. Well, right? then there. You, and see, I, I live the I live the single life. I look after myself. It's usually fast food or something that could go in the microwave. You know? Right. So
1: and and so that's the problem. If you have that type of diet and you're not moving, yes, you will pack on the pounds. So you can't you can't really move a lot right now. But you have to also understand, getting heavier also is making it harder for you to move. So you have to go the other way. As you get lighter, it will be easier for your knees to move and do things. Now, also that fast food—that's all pro-inflammatory. That's going to create pain. If you don't have a healthy diet, that is not going to help.
4: Well, that's the first thing I got to change then is my diet. You got it.
1: I would say it's a good starting point. Yeah, and there's. I, I have
4: to go back and see the specialist on on Tuesday. Actually. Yep. Uh, cause my, well, my birthday is on Monday. So Tuesday I have to go back and, uh, and then they're going to do an evaluation on me there because I'm a long term disability. But this is, a, I wanted to get another, another opinion because this is really sore. I said, my job was, I worked for, um, Sun Media and my job was adjusting all the equipment, the insert, uh, machines, mostly computerized, but a lot of them are mechanical. And most of the time I was on my knees and I used to ma- kneel down on pavement for 12 hours a day for, uh, you know, five days a week. And now I can't even kneel on a pill- pillow. <laughs>
0: no, I right. worked there too, buddy, years ago. I worked there too. Yeah. yeah well, if, if
1: you want a proper second opinion, Stephen, come in, see me. Uh, we'll do an assessment. We'll take a look at it. But I can generally tell you just by the quick conversation that we've had, there's multiple things. Like pain doesn't just happen because usually of one thing like this. So you have to make everything work right in order to feel better. So, um, you know, it sounds like your diet is not the greatest right off the bat. You're overweight you can yeah. start by changing that with, without even seeing me because, um, you know, you know that it's not good and I know that it's not good based on the conversation. So okay. you got to make based, that change.
4: But based on your experience, even if I, I, I know I can lose the weight because I'm glad you said that because I know how to lose the weight. I've done it before when I was 50. But anyway, uh, I was thinking, well, is it typical for uh, somebody after having me knee replacement for it to be so tender for so long? I mean, the left knee was done almost two years ago and I figured it should start not being so tender. I mean, I can't... For me, it's difficult getting off and on the toilet, you know, getting up once I sit down. I, the I'd
1: have to see it to comment on that. Yeah. Uh, it's it's hard for me to say. I'd have to assess it and move it around.
4: Yeah, but is it typical for patients to have knee replacement that have pain kneeling down on their knees? Is that typical? Is that normal? Well, ne-
1: like I kneel down on my knees and my knees hurt, and I've never had a knee replacement. Oh. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like some things are just... Not the best, like a lot of the things that we do in our day to day lives are not really good for our bodies. And kneeling is one of those things. Our knees, we're not meant to be kneeling. We, we should be squatting if we're trying to be down low, but definitely not kneeling. You're just putting well, that's
4: pressure. The thing. Even when I took this job, one when they, when they, they, they did their medical exam on me to check and see what I was capable of doing, I managed to lose a lot of weight to get the job and everything. And I was very proud that I was able to squat, but it got to the point, even on the job, that even squatting, so I start kneeling on the concrete floors and we. It was easier than trying to squat because I couldn't get to do the bend and sit down and make adjustments on the equipment. You know. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No. I I, I get it. Come in and see me, Stephen.
0: One eight five 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 five. Doctor Lou D R L O U. I wonder what the uh, the number is. I guess it's it's it, it would be tailor made to each person, but I, it's got to be exponential with so much weight you lose, how much less pressure. It is on your body. Yeah, I'm it's not. I'm not surprising.
1: sure. It, it's it's just an interesting point because it's something that I constantly like. I see this in my office, and I'll have people sitting there saying, you know, and I'm looking at them and I'm saying, well, you know, you you do you should lose some weight because mm-hmm. that's going to help with any type of pain that you have, and they say, yeah, but I I can't. This pain has stopped me from. From moving, and it's like okay, but what's your diet like? Right. And and consistently, and and I'm going to tell you something right now. If you've got a bad diet, okay, especially fast foods, things like that. Yeah. And another big thing is if you're a smoker. Right, smoking does not help right. your pain levels, and it's crazy how many people I see that it's like they they check it all off. It's like they're they've got all these problems, but they 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 they're they're not healthy. Mm-hmm. They drink, they eat, they they drink, they smoke, and it's like well, you're doing it to yourself. Yeah. And there needs to be accountability, too. To, to You can't just—and and this is the problem. You go see people, a family doctor, someone else in their office, they don't want to sit there and tell you these things because you're just going to get pissed off. But I don't really care if you get pissed off because th- that is what's, That's what's hurting wake up you. That's wake-up call. Yeah, you're, it's hurting you. And if you're hurting yourself, then don't be surprised that you're in pain. And if you're doing right. those bad things and you've got pain, guess what? It's not someone else's fault. It's your own. You got
0: it. 416 870 star 640 on sale. Still got plenty of time, about 20 minutes to call through, get some questions like our previous callers, and uh, start making the change, man. Dr. Pain Show, Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. It is 1142. Dr. Pain Show, still have time for you to call. Ask some questions, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell info at uh, paincarecanada.com. I want to mention that uh, you're expanding. You've got some good expansion going on, right? Yeah.
1: So, you know, one of the things when we first started the show, um, I own and operate clinics. Uh, I don't own and operate clinics all over Southern Ontario because that would be a very big project. Yeah. So in the beginning of this show, it was very much a provider network. These are trusted professionals that I knew, um, and I still have this provider network yeah. because I don't have clinics every single place um, that people are listening. But we we predominantly used to refer back to our provider network, mm-hmm. um, and these are just trusted professionals who I knew. But I was that's just me making a good a good referral. There was no, nothing in it for me. It was just people that I knew. Yep. But a big thing that uh, that I wanted to do was also be able to standardize the care that we provide. And really the only way for me to do that is to have locations. Just to get your hands in it. Um, so right now, five locations to serve you better, uh, two in Etobicoke, Brampton, New Market, and Richmond Hill. Nice. Um, and there's different services in all of them. Uh, so uh, it very much depends what the need is. Uh, but these are very much designed so that one of the big things where pe- people were coming in and I was telling them what to do and then they were leaving and saying, yeah, but the places I'm going to are not doing the things that you're suggesting. Well, then we got to we got to create the place then that that right. does the things that I suggest. Um, so it's it's a great you know, we as, as an example in Brampton, uh, our new clinic, there, family doctors walk in clinic. Uh, pharmacy, literally full service, full service. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, you know, give me a call. Uh, I'm, I, you, I'm now seeing patients in the Etobicoke location predominantly, Mm -hmm. but I've also uh, opened up sometimes in Brampton and I will be opening up sometimes in new market in the spring Excellent. uh, to to help serve people better. But uh, give me a call if you're interested, Uh, need any type of service, uh, healthcare services, rehab services in those areas and are looking for a place Uh, I'm happy to help you connect with the right people.
0: Osama, good morning. Uh, Good morning. How are you? What's going on with you?
4: Very good, thanks. Um, Actually, I had um, my ACL surgery done uh, five weeks ago, and uh, I have improved quite a bit. I have uh, been going to physio very often. Good. Um, My concern was, should I take any calcium medication or anything that can improve my uh, joint? um,
1: Calcium? Is it... Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it's you had an ACL injury, right? So this isn't a joint problem; it's a ligament problem. And was this due to a sports injury of some kind?
3: Yes. Yeah. Uh, so.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I think the biggest things when, so more important than taking things, I now taking supplements is important, and and it's actually how old are you? I'm 31. 31. So this is the... So typically with the knees, I get asked a lot about glucosamine, so which which helps to preserve the cartilage okay. um, inside the joint. And I get people who come in and have severely arthritic knees and are like, should I be taking glucosamine? It's like, yeah, you should have started about yeah. 35 years ago and it may have helped a little bit. So yeah, maybe for you, it might help a little bit. But if you just did that for an ACL problem, you're not going to get the solution The ACL prevents shear of the bottom part, which is the tibia, against the femur, which is the bigger bone up top. And one other structure does that exact same thing, and that's the hamstring. So typically with ACL surgery, um, the therapy should really be also focused on strengthening your hamstrings Mm -hmm. because it will help to protect the ACL even further. So that is the most important thing. If you want to take some supplements uh in more in good practice and prevention i can't tell you that there's any great research to support that but i think from a practical perspective it makes sense uh but it's not it's not the it's not a, a, the the standalone solution to an acl problem
4: okay i think the physio is helping me with strengthening my good. um my um
1: your hamstrings my hamstrings yeah what, what what uh the it was what a soccer injury or basketball It was soccer injury, actually. Yeah, so typical, yeah, ACLs tend to happen with those things. Oh, yeah, especially soccer. So, yeah, I mean, there's some very high-end soccer players out there that don't even have an ACL. They just have incredibly strong hamstrings, and it it will do the same function as the ACL. You actually, I don't want to say you don't need it, but you can get around not having an ACL. But I think at your age, 31, you did the right thing by having it repaired uh, because you've got a long life ahead of you. Um, take the supplements as a preventative measure, uh, more for what, what ends up happening with when you've had injuries like that is down the line you're more predisposed to the arthritis. So if you take things like the glucosamine, um, that will help towards maybe preventing some of that degeneration or slowing it down. Uh, but I don't think you, it's a pressing matter where, you know, you need to take a dosage of, you know, it for 15 days to help with the, the current ACL problem. All right. Thank you so much. Okay. No problem.
0: Yeah. It's funny you hear that all the time with people, you know, it's like, should I be taking this now after I've had knee replacements? It's like, Hey, you're kind of rearranging deck chairs in the Titanic at that well, point. Especially
1: right? the biggest thing around natural nutraceuticals or supplements, anything that is naturally occurring and not doesn't require a prescription is oftentimes they're not very strong. They don't have a strong okay. biological effect, which is fine. Uh, but it often is much better for prevention than it is for treatment. So glucosamine is a perfect example. If you've got severely arthritic knees, you take all the glucosamine in the world. It it's, you know, I'm sure we'll get somebody that calls or somebody will tell me this week that they've done it and it's helped and that's fine. I'm not this is not saying that it's for everybody. In general, the research would not support it. It would not mm-hmm. suggest that taking it helps to treat the issue. It is much better from a prevention standpoint, but you know, people obviously want to avoid the more serious uh medications, but you know, the, here's here's the secret. With a lot of these physical problems, you don't need medication. You need physical treatment. And so you don't have to worry about taking medications. It's the wrong approach. Um, mm. and, and in fact, there's guidelines now coming out that are being dispersed amongst the healthcare community on, you know, what the initial interventions for things like low back pain should be. And it shouldn't be over-the-counter medications and things like that. It should be manipulation by a chiropractor, therapy, therapy. Uh, different types of exercise rehabilitation, these are the things you try first and the medication and the surgery, that's, that's down the line. And hopefully you never have to get there because if you use a physical problem needs a physical intervention. So you start small and then work
0: big if you have
1: to. And hopefully you never have to. Yeah. And really a lot of the times the medications, like there are rare exceptions with like, say someone who has a full blown disc herniation just happened. They're going to be so inflamed that they need meds. For sure. But do they need prolonged meds? Uh, or maybe that person does until they get it solved. Yep. But if you have generalized chronic low back pain and you think that taking a pill every day is the solution, you're wrong. It's not.
0: 416 870 6400, star 640 on sale. Still got a few minutes here. Some time to call in. You want your questions answered as well. Get on the right track. Give us a call. Dr. Pain Show. Right here, Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. 1152, right till uh, 12 o'clock is where we go on the Dr. Payne Show, One eight five 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 855 drlou info at Pain Care Canada to reach out. You want to get a last minute or last few minutes call here? We can do that, 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. How's the uh, PRP going on? Good.
1: Yeah, yeah. so s- same thing. PRP is we're using a, lo- a lot for those scenarios of the um, mild to moderate osteoarthritis that has really bad inflammation creating the person's knee pain. Mm -hmm. Um, So in cases where, you know, this is, it goes back to the same thing. A lot of people call and they say, I have osteoarthritis, or they've been told they have osteoarthritis. And so I want to do the PRP injection. They come in, they see me and I start investigating, doing things. And it's like, yeah, but that's not really the source of your pain. So, you know, but it it does work for the mild to moderate osteoarthritis, especially if you have inflammation of your knee due to arthritis, Let's, let's put it that way. Give me a call because the PRP is a great option for diminishing that inflammation and getting rid of those pain levels because inflammation does cause pain. Um, and it's that specific inflammatory pain that the PRP helps really well with. Um, and so it's an important thing. But, you know, even just getting identified, we, we've had so many people in the last little bit. We had uh, um, a person came in. Uh, what was the issue now? It was a, a shoulder injury. Um and they they had just hurt themselves. We got them in right away. they had surgery. So I saw them. it was a Monday. They had surgery the not that Friday, the following Come Friday. On. yeah, Wow, and it was a surgical case it required surgery. So I want people to understand something. I'm not saying that I want to send you for surgery right. I am simply saying if you are someone whose surgery is going to benefit you the most, waiting until getting that surgery only diminishes your prognosis. So there's a lot of people out there that unfortunately have such a bad injury that the only thing that they can do is surgical intervention. If you need surgical intervention and you're waiting and waiting Expedited. and waiting and waiting, all you're doing is decreasing. Like I wish I could show the the chart of this where it's like the longer you wait, the worse your prognosis sure. is. So we'll make an X. That's what would happen on that graph. And so it is very important that we get these people in early and – you know I, I gotta thank the great team that I have um, of people working with me at Etobicoke General um, that are helping me with this initiative to get people in this quick uh, because it just it, I see it all the time. We had that 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 caller today, Trisha, that called and said, you know, within a month she she was doing therapy after mm-hmm. the surgery, all those things, and now she's feeling great. That's what happens when you have early intervention. Um, especially for the extremities. Like we're talking knees, hips, shoulders, shoulders yeah. um, not spine. Spine, very very rarely do you need surgery for your spine. If you do, you're in rough, rough shape. Like it's a, it's a serious thing. So um, it's an important thing. So any, any injury that you have, new, old, doesn't matter, give me a call. But especially if you have a new injury and you're thinking, oh, I'm, it's just going to go away on its own. I've seen far too many cases in my career now of people who think that these things are going to go away on their own, and they don't, and it ends up becoming disabling in every sense of that word. I've seen people whose relationships with their families have been ruined because of pain, jobs, careers, jobs, careers, yeah. tons of stuff. It's it's insane. Like pain is not this sexy thing where it's like you you know grin you, and bear it, yeah, walk it off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and it's just crazy how many times I see this. So uh, I. I I wish people I I honestly wish sometimes people could see the visual side of these things because when you see these people they're absolutely ruined. I saw they, my sister-in-law. Yeah, they come in and you and know. your sister-in-law wasn't yeah, was three even months. close. That was 3 months. That, that's not even close no. to what I'm talking about because she was starting to fall right. the the other way, but people that have actually fallen off and ruined their li- and their li- not they have ruined their lives, but the life has been ruined. Uh ah, it's it's bad stuff. Sandra, hello there.
2: Hi there. How you doing?
1: Good. What's going on with you?
2: Good. My sister has pudendal nerve entrapment. Yep. And she's been on gabapentin for eight years now, and I'm trying to convince her there's got to be another way.
1: What is causing the entrapment?
2: Uh, probably her job. She's a secretary in an office, so she sits for like eight hours a day.
1: Right. So, so here's a big thing. If you you can take you can do all the intervention in the world. If you do not remove the, the 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 thing that is causing the problem, then it doesn't really matter. Gabapentin is designed to calm the nervous system down. So right. it will calm the nervous system down, but subs but as a result of that, everything about the nervous system calms down, right? It's not just yeah. that one nerve. But if that nerve is being entrapped in a muscle in her pelvis somewhere because of sitting, then she needs to get up and move around or she needs to be doing intensive therapy in that abdomen and that pelvic area to to release that nerve so you know it's not it's not the best approach but i see this this is another thing i see a lot that people say you know i've got this foot you know this this ankle issue and it happens when i do this but i do this every single day it's like if you if you have a scab and you're worried about that scab healing but every single day multiple times a day you rip it off It's never ever gonna heal. And you could take all the medication in the world to try to make it heal faster, but it won't because it's you're ripping it apart and that's all that happens with these types of entrapments.
2: Yeah, it just becomes a trick because it's her job. So is there a physiotherapy she can be doing and the GABA is But
1: even in her job she can modify her job. Or get some accommodation, yeah, right? accommodations. Yeah, yeah. there's I accommodations, mean, there's modifications. The and... But there's more. It's not, it's right. not just that simple. There's, there's more stuff that can be getting done, exercises that she can be doing at her chair. Like, I don't know if she's been shown all those things, but I, we understand this. Like, from an ergonomic workplace standpoint, when these things get mm-hmm. studied, the solution is not, well, you know, tell people to quit their jobs. It's like, no, modify the job. A lot of jobs right. can be modified. There's, yeah, there's I, workstations I where you they... can stand now. Mm-hmm. Yes,
2: she, we do have sit stand stations where she works, but yeah. I don't think she's been offered any of those. She, and she's so reliant wow. on Gaba now she's afraid to come off it.
1: Well, well, she yeah, that that's a whole that's another legal issue. That's a different show. Uh, yeah. but but yeah, absolutely that if you have an issue and there needs to be modifications made to the job to help that person out, then help that person out. like it, okay. you know, I, I think the Gaba Penton, you're asking me, is there another way? Um, yeah, there cool. is another way you have to remove the repetitive strain sprain that's causing the issue.
2: Right. Okay, great. Okay. Thank you so much. No
1: problem.
0: Sandra, Bye. appreciate your call. And that'll pretty much do it for, uh, for us for another week. Back in here next weekend, you want to reach out in the meantime, One eight five 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 Doctor Lou drlou and info at paincarecanada.com. Till next time, Dr. Pancho, Global News Radio, 640 Toronto.